Welcome to Malaspina Theatre Podcast, recorded in our beautiful Malaspina Theatre lobby on Vancouver Island University's Nanaimo campus. Every episode, we will feature members of our community on a wide variety of different topics, themes, and styles of podcasting. Our goal is to foster discussions important to our community members and highlight emerging talent. We would like to acknowledge and thank the Sunamics, Kowatsun, Talaman and Snow Noahs and Qualicum First Nation on whose traditional lands we teach, learn, research, live, and share knowledge. Okay, so uh, my name is Sonnet Labay, and I am really stoked to host here for the first time in the Malaspina theater podcast. Um, I'm here in the Malaspina Theater lobby, joined by Nicole Natras, Rowan O'Callaghan, and Kat Kohut. Uh, hey, everyone. Hey. Hi. Hey. <laughs> um, so the topic that brings us together today is um, the relationship between the arts and social activism, or social... Is that right? Yeah, social or social advocacy was was what we'd been talking about before we we sat down together. Um, so let's let's why don't we just start by um, figuring out who we have here at the table to, to talk about arts and social advocacy. Um, why don't we start with with you, Kat? Tell us a bit about yourself. Um, okay, uh, my name is Kat. I'm originally from Calgary, Alberta. I am an actor as well as a seamstress. I do a little bit of costume work on the side. Wonderful. Kat, thanks. Um, Hi, uh, my name is Rowan. I'm an actor uh, and studying here at BAU. Um, I have been in a lot of productions in community theater around the area um, and festivals over the last couple of years. And it's really great. It's a great community. Great. Thanks, Rowan. Hi, my name is Nicole Natras, and I'm very grateful to be here uh, in the Malaspina Theatre Lobby. (laughs) I love being at university. It brings back lots of memories of being in theatre school, and uh, I'm an actor, performer, uh, playwright, dramaturg, which is sometimes said as dramaturge, dramaturg, uh, counselor and an author, a new author. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So many creative practices. And my name is Sonnet Labay. I am a writer. I am a poet as well. I teach poetry and essay writing here at VIU. I'm in a couple of different departments. I've written a few books of poetry, and lately I've been writing songs, learning how to play guitar, and performing um, around the Mid Island. And so, um, yeah, I'm also uh, happy to, to meet you here on, on Snanaimuk territory as well, right, that the theater is on. Um, okay, well, I think, first of all, if we're going to talk about <coughs> art and social advocacy, obviously we are all, like, uh, have an art practice, but maybe we should figure out what social advocacy means. I have an idea of what it means to me, but... Nicole, do you want to say, start with what you think of when you hear those words? Yeah, and I'm, I'm really curious to hear everyone's perspective on that, because I think everyone can offer a different perspective. For me, when I think of social advocacy, um, it's really personal to me. It's like looking into my community and seeing what, what the community needs, um, what issues 
um, are affecting individuals and groups in the community and how I can advocate in terms of what action can I take in order to support, in order to uplift others. And sometimes social advocacy means for me that I need to disrupt in order to uplift. So I need to kind of step out of my own comfort zone. And um, yeah, I'm really excited that there are organizations here in Nanaimo that I really feel are um, walking their walking their talk, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Thanks, Nicole. What, what about you, Rowan? Um, I think that the arts are a really important place to um, affect change and to spread a message. Um, last spring, I worked on a show called How It Works um, by Daniel McIver, and that was uh, really great because it featured um, a family Um, surrounding a 19-year-old daughter who suffered from drug addiction. And just it surrounded their story over a couple years um, of, like, dealing with that and trying to help her and, like, you know, living in those, in that situation. And um, it was really, really great because I met a lot of people who, because... Like especially on the island, I think just around here, like there is a there is a drug crisis. We're living in a very difficult time uh, for a lot of people, and it was interesting to do that show, um, going to festival and talking to so many people who saw it and hearing their stories, their children, their grandchildren, uh, living um, from like drug addiction. Um, it's an imp- important story bringing just to the arts are a great place to bring awareness to certain subjects um and to show it in a less scientific light and more feelings empathizing mm-hmm. yeah that's it sounds as though your experience like um hearing from people that um, that saw the show or that saw the, the play, um, it sounds as though they really connected with the, the material and that you touched them. Um, yeah, yeah. I met um, I met a, a man who told me about his 15-year-old granddaughter, um, and he talked about how like the character I played really reminded him of her and just seeing her and seeing like her so young and recognizing just like um there's a lot of like terrible things that happen in life and that will happen to you and um people aren't always able to open up to their family or the people who care about them and the people who want to help them um so I guess it was just an important story to kind of that I think a lot of people can um relate to yeah great thanks so much Rowan what do you think Kat um in terms of social advocacy I think um it's about a group of people whether that be your small community or a larger set of communities acknowledging problems that are 
affecting people and bringing either a platform or an opportunity for people affected by those problems to use their voices to explain what's happening and how it's happening and how it's affecting them and taking a step back from the limelight yourself to allow people who are affected by this issue or are experts in this issue to voice their opinions or their research on how that problem is happening and how it's affecting people and collectively trying to find a way to, if if we can't alleviate the situation, then at least work towards a solution. Yeah, I love that emphasis on on platform that... um, that various arts can provide, and and also uh, it really spoke to me um, that you said, you know, giving people a chance to speak their own stories, right? Or to, I, um, Nicole, you used the word uplift, right? So it really it made me think of that. Yeah, I have somewhat of a I don't know if it, the relationship is fraught between the word um, activist or advocate, um, just in terms of identity and my own like practice, I feel like um, the things that I like to speak about are motivated by connection. And so uh, the, work, the work that I do can, tr- can aim for that. But that when I, when I aim to advocate first, rather than connect outside of a broader artistic impulse, um, that that doesn't work as well for me. And I wonder if you have thoughts on that, like um, whether whether to you there's a better way or a way that you prefer for advocacy to spur the art or like art just kind of being in the world and letting it say what it wants without a quote-unquote agenda. I I relate to what you're saying. I think that's really an interesting question to explore. Um, For me, certainly following my own artistic impulse has been primary, but as I've grown older and more mature, I, well, possibly even before then, I always felt a responsibility as an artist to take care of. So... Um, to take care of my reader, to take care of audience members, to be mindful. So I think for me that advocacy was always there, but as I've gotten older, I'm very mindful of wanting to uplift, wanting my work to not just be about my artistic impulse, but about um, being able to connect um, and uplift others. And to, uh, for me, be responsible for that, to be able to, um, yeah, just take care of. There's a a big care piece for me. And also provide a solution, right? Uh, Really, really important to provide resources, solutions. What's the next step for me? I, I want my work to have that. So it might be super artistic impulse, but I also want it to be balanced by the other. Thoughts from either of you? I think that art will always exist on like two different levels. And one will be like the, like say, author's intent, artist's intent, um, which will always have a sense of validity, um, especially based on like how 
kind of obvious and I say maybe black and white um, the product may be. Um, but like no matter what you do, no matter what your intentions are as an artist or as an audience, um, art is still always just going to exist as it is sitting there with like and anyone, anything can project onto it, understand it in their own certain way. Um, whatever happens to it happens. So um, I think that advocacy is important, especially in art. I think that art, but art will always have some kind of meaning. And even when you go in with an intention, it won't necessarily come out the same side, either to be understood by your audience that way, or just in general, having it executed the way you wished. Um, So... Yeah, I think uh, the arts are always and always have been and always will be a great place for activism and advocacy. Um, but it's a it's a dangerous game where you can be misrepresented. I think when it comes to the arts and representing important issues, whether that's intentionally or unintentionally, Um, people in the arts have a responsibility to tell the truth when it comes to those issues and not making them um, something to strive for, whether that's um, bringing up important issues in terms of racial issues or um, sexuality issues, or even in the 90s when magazines had heroin chic, they prioritized being anorexic in order to achieve a certain look. But I think when it comes to the arts, we have a responsibility to do our due diligence to people who are affected by those issues and to do our research and talk to those people who are affected by that issue in order to have a truth um, to the issue and not make it something to fawn over or just look at or think about while you're watching that show and then forget about. Um, There was a project done in the 90s called the Laramie Project, um, which was a production done Um, through interviews of people in Laramie, Wyoming, on an issue that happened with a boy who was beat up and left tied to um, a post in a field because he was gay. And um, the writers of that show interviewed people in the community to see how it affected them or how they felt on the issue. And it brought a lot of light and truth to the matter of, in small towns, how sexuality is viewed. And I think as artists, we have to keep in mind that we're not trying to showcase an issue as something to strive for. We have to emulate the behavior that we want to see. We have to be those people to work towards the change if we're trying to affect a major issue. Yes, wow. I think, um, see, it's it's hard, right? Especially, I feel like, I mean, like, the the, um, topic of, like, censorship, I feel like, is always, obviously, being discussed. Um, But it's interesting because it's, like, On the one hand, I I agree. It's like when you're like making art and you're doing something, especially uh, creating, you feel like it like it needs to be important. It needs to be truthful. It needs to be honest, authentic. It needs to speak to something larger than yourself. Hopefully, helping people, creating a message. And I love that, and I agree with that. And there are so many wonderful pieces of art that have been created that meant something, that were for something, to prove something, to stand for something. Um, and those are wonderful, and I love those. And then, on the other side, people also create art that is terrible and exploitative and, like, morally, ethically, like, wrong. Um, you know, in, like, whatever sense of the word. And, um, 
It's interesting because it's like, because I agree. It's like, say, making a movie that glorifies and romanticizes eating disorders. Like, terrible. We know eating disorders are a social disorder, a social disease. So spreading that, putting that out into the world, you're, like, causing harm. Um, But it is still, unfortunately, like, art in its own right that sits there, and it, like, is just what it is. Like, it's still art that exists. And if no one sees the movie, it's still art. If everyone sees the movie, it's still art that is then harming and damaging people, (laughs) Um, which all art has the capacity to do. It's like that harm and that damage put forth is like still in the same realm of like what art is meant to do, meant in quotation marks, Um, (laughs) because I I don't kind of, I obviously don't believe, I also, for the record, not, I'm not one of those, like, pro, like, really dark and disturbing and, like, weird, you, you know, I don't, I'm not, like, pro, like, I just, like, art has its own merit and will always, unfortunately, stand on its own, even if you, like, disagree with it, which I disagree with lots of things. Um, so, uh, not really sure, like, kind of what my point is, but basically, <laughs> it's, like, it's interesting, right, how, like, it's, mm-hmm. like, advocacy exists in those two realms and you can't stop that. Sounds like it sounds like you're talking about intentions versus impacts. Am I am I hearing that right? That even if so, yeah. even if there's a, a good uh, like a social justice intention, there could be impacts in the way that it's made, or just the very fact that it exists on a huge platform that means that it has impacts more that like it impacts in ways that are not what it intends to do. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Absolutely. It's about risk yeah. too, right? Like, that, that what what art is is risk ultimately, right? When we say I'm going to follow this artistic impulse and it's going to land here, there's part of the responsibility, do no harm, piece, for me. But also, I can't always control the impact. Yeah, I mean, it, it becomes, it's 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 touchy, and and that's I think it's one of the fabulous things about getting to be an artist is the constant negotiation of one's own values, yeah. right? Because depending on who you're talking to, mm-hmm. um, one person will respond as though uh, a certain gesture is helpful and another person could respond to the exact same gesture as harmful. Yeah. And certainly when we're talking about um, social change, the kinds, the kinds, many of the kinds of advocacy that I have... Um, participated in I'm, I'm usually in a, a little bit of an echo chamber of, of people who who think a lot like myself right so when I've when I've encountered actual hostility I'm like wait I get surprised and I'm like no they do perceive me as doing harm mm-hmm. right they perceive what I'm doing as disruptive to to something that they value and so like, we can sit here and be like yeah disrupt um, but there are like Good, good-hearted human beings who have organized themselves in other ways, who are like those those people, those artsies who just want to mm-hmm. to disrupt. So we, we're constantly negotiating what we feel is worth is worth that, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I want to make space too for even though I'm like facilitating. If if any of you have questions across the table or like want to jump in, please please do jump in. Um, yeah, um, I think the excellent point that you bring up is one person's perspective on what's helpful is another person's perspective of harm. And I think that comes from 
a myriad of different influences, whether that be a generational influence. Gen Z thinks a lot different than um, Gen X does. Um, and I think that when we do advocacy, we have to think about every factor into how someone can perceive something, whether that's just the environment where they've grown up or who they are as individuals. And I think that's very difficult to kind of um, understand how everyone is feeling at a certain time. And everyone's always going to you're never going to please everybody. It's very mm -hmm. difficult to make a piece of art or a piece of advocacy or try to change something that's going to please everybody. And I think personally for me anyways, when you're met with that um, hostile feedback that completely wrecks what you th were trying to do or um, throws a wrench in your own point of view to kind of just welcome that and listen to them because as sad as it is, we do live in a society of people who always want to disagree. Um, you know, whether something's a phenomenal piece of art or whether something's not a great piece of art or something's dark or something's light and fluffy, someone's always going to find something about it to hate. But when it comes to making change, I think we need to welcome the feedback that we don't necessarily want to hear. We have to be okay with hearing those negative comments that challenge what we believe or challenge on what we're trying to do and see how it negatively impacts other people and see what we can do to mitigate that or try to help as many people as possible and welcome in those comments that we may not want to hear. I, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's, um, <laughs> um, I think like art is like, people are going to criticize and they're going to have their like negative opinions. And I agree with what you said, Sonnet, about um, like, being in this like echo chamber when you're creating art that especially when you have a meaning and stuff and so I think but I think that bad art once again in quotes <laughs> is like very integral to um the functioning of society I think that like bad and good art is very important because I think that sometimes you need to like I definitely think uh, I I did not live in a time before cell phones or the internet, so I cannot tell you what life was like, but it feels a little bit like media literacy is not at its peak um, currently, and I think that people need, I think that there's, when you're creating art, people need to be confronted with art and things that make them uncomfortable. Sometimes you need to watch a movie to then at the end of it be like, you know what, I didn't like that, and that, and that's okay. And you cannot like it for whatever reason, because the moral you didn't like or you just thought it t technically was not, like, good. Um, but, uh, yeah, because... And then, and then that also creates, like, a general consensus. It's, it's important to, like... Art shouldn't have to, like, black and white tell you, like, this is how you should feel and this is how you shouldn't feel, you know? Um seeing art made by people who were not good is also like Picasso famously a bad guy <laughs> but one of the most famous artists in the last hundred years oh yeah oh yeah just got started <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I I agree there's also something about the process I'm really keen about the process of creating art and intention and impact and that sometimes we can, we can have like an amazing process when we're creating an art piece and it can turn out to be like, mm, damn, <laughs> damn, that didn't turn out the way I had envisioned. And so then does it become bad art 
or does it, in my mind anyway, in my lens, does it become a learning instrument for me to then to move and transform and, and approach again? That risk factor, um, I think for me, is really, really important. Um, and, and not listening to, to taking in feedback, but also not, there's a balance there. Right, taking in that feedback, but also knowing what what my personal boundaries are, what my safety is, what what feels right for me as an artist. Yeah, you have to. One has to know what one is willing to stand for, because if one's going to get both kinds of feedback, right? Yeah. Uh, someone holding, a, you know, you, you do your thing, and one person holds up the bad sign, and the other person holds up the good sign. You still have to develop your own uh, sense of compass. Yeah. Right. I wonder if uh, if we have examples of art uh, art that we've consumed recently or seen that that feels as though um, it inspires you around this this topic, like an artist that you think is um, making meaningful change. I don't know about hmm. I don't know about like exactly meaningful change but I one of the a movie I've watched in like a couple months ago um that for me I found did like exactly I think what like art especially art with meaning that really was created to make you feel something supposed to do which is make you feel something um and it's the movie Promising Young Woman and I don't remember who the director was um but it surrounds plot I mean I guess I won't I won't spoil it but it like is a woman uh whose friend was assaulted in university and then um didn't am I am I allowed to say committed suicide um Yeah. (laughs) yeah and so that happens and then she basically spent the rest of her life um seeking vengeance pretty much and and then the movie achieves that she does seek vengeance but it ends um okay spoilers um but she dies and it's (laughs) (laughs) and i watched it and i was really angry i was really frustrated when i finished it because i was like what was the point of that like it's 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 you just you because it was really like an examination i guess of like uh i feel like your place as like say as a woman in um, society, your place, like living with and acknowledging the danger that you're kind of always in, um, and just like living with it, learning. Um, and so I just was so angry that she would die at the end. I was like, how could you do this? Like, how could you make me sit through 90 minutes? And then it's like, it ends in this weird, like not happy, happy ending. Um, and I was like, what's even the point of that? And even to this day, like, I still think about it. I'm still not, like, I'm not exactly going, I, I can't explain it. I'm not going to explain the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it, the point was, I guess, like, <laughs> um, it was a message about assault, and it was a message about living as a woman and how it's not happy and how even when you get your vengeance and you and you win, you don't win, and we all lose in the end. Um and so I thought, but that was that was that was a movie that I hated. I was so angry about it. Um, so it left a mark. It, it left its impression on you, though. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. And now we're now we're we're going to sh- if we if this is broadcast, its impact reverberates through the airwaves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I can think of an example that happened in this theater. I performed in the play Oleana mm-hmm. by David Mamet, right. and you know it's a it's a 
classic piece, right, two-hander, that when it opened on Broadway, you know, there's these famous stories of people getting into cabs just screaming at each other, like audience members just blah, 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 right? So performing that in, and going through a lot of stuff in rehearsal and a lot of oppression in, in terms of what's written in the play, and then I had a good friend of my family's who refused to talk to me after the performance. So just in terms of like an example of negative impact where I had to actually have a conversation with this family member to, to kind of diffuse it and have the conversation because she was actually treating me differently after me playing the role of Carol because she was on the side of the professor and she made it very clear that, you know, so we can have that kind of impact um, and uh, be prepared. I was pretty shocked. Wow. Right. I think in terms of, um, you mentioned, oh, Rowan, you mentioned um, films about a woman's place in society. I think one of my favorite examples is uh, Little Women. And there have been two versions done recently. There was one with Renona Ryder and Kirsten Dunst, and then one um, that had, I think, Cerise Ronan and Florence Pugh. And I think what's really different is that both of those two films, based on the novel, take very different approaches to each of those characters. But uh, my favorite is the differences done for Amy March. When Florence Pugh does it, she's very um, intent on uh, what she wants and how, as a, in society, as a woman, she can't get what she wants. Um, there's Her speech is going viral on Instagram and Twitter, and everybody loves her speech on how, as a woman, she can't make her own money, and if she does get her money, it belongs to her husband, that she's not a person, she's property. And that's a very um, t new kind of thing to be talking about is when Little Women was published way back when, that was the truth. And then in the 90s when they brought it up, um, you know, women's rights have started going around in like the 80s or something, becoming a big thing. Um, and then now we get a very socially impacted film. The film took, I think this film did a lot better than the one with Winona Ryder. It saw a lot more audiences. And I think Gen Z as an audience in general related to that a lot more because we've had so many things. And even more recently, we've had more... Um, attacks on women's rights since that film has come out with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And I think that that film speaks very true, especially when she says, I can't be my own person because I'm a woman. And I think that having that impact and having a younger generation of people just kind of take that to heart is really interesting because that novel was written so long ago, but the message still reigns true. I've got so many thoughts of, of, of uh, ways that art can move people, but lately I'm I'm on the I'm on the Black Ariel, uh, like loving that, you know, because my nieces like uh, I'm I'm waiting to I will not be there. My sister will probably go and take my nieces to see that Little Mermaid, and uh, it, you know it would have been a huge. I can't even imagine what what my path as an artist would have been like if I had seen mm -hmm. Black Ariel, right? Um, so choices like that are, are super meaningful. So I got the, I got, we're, we're, we're coming to the end of our time already. This has been such a quick conversation, but you know, you brought up, um, Kat, you brought up, uh, eating disorders, right? As something, uh, and like pressures on, on people of all ages and all bodies to conform to certain aesthetic standards as something that art can help us resist. And we've just talked about 
women's rights also being um, under attack and that we can resist that way and advocate that way through arts. I wondered if maybe we could, um, as we're closing, think about some of the dimensions of change that we're hopeful about these days. We're, we're making art on Snanaimoch territory. I'm always um, really mindful as a non-Indigenous person that um, everything that I do and say contributes to the culture and languaging and storying of this place. So for me, that's I think that's one of the, the dimensions that I want to continue for the rest of my life is um, vocalizing, performing, speaking about, um, embodying uh, a conscious non-Indigenous presence on Indigenous land is, is one of mine. Wh- how about you? Why don't was, we, Nicole? That was beautifully said. Oh, thanks. That was so beautiful. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I'm hopeful about in my community is organizations like Nanaimo Women Helping Women that started um, from a friend of mine just wanting to do something during COVID um, that's now uh, reached 100, or 823 women And within 72 hours, we can um, reach out and support a woman uh, in need. So within 72 hours, we can provide food, shelter, whatever is needed. That that being able to be a part of that uh, is incredible. And I'm very hopeful that that our community will heal um, some of the social issues. And I'm very, very grateful to be part of the solution. Um, that's wonderful. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm super hopeful for theater going forward just in general. Um, I, I worked a lot, I worked a lot in Qualicum at their theater production companies. There used to be two, Bard to Broadway um, and Echo Players. Bard to Broadway closed their doors about a year ago now. Um, I think just because of COVID and lack of volunteers, um, which was very sad, honestly. And so, but I, as as COVID restrictions lift and as things go forward, I'm really happy seeing. I think more and more people are showing up for the arts. Um, the arts are kind of reviving in their own way. Um, because and I'm and I'm really glad because the arts absolutely have always created a place for people to. Um, uplift the everyone around them and the world and like say like what you were saying about like if you had seen black ariel when you were a kid like god i like i can't imagine and i think it's it's just so important to keep fighting for that and keep doing that and even if you're not like like say um i was in the diary of anne frank a couple years ago that was really wonderful um it was a it was a great opportunity to just like learn and like read over the script read like all about that and just kind of um just understand all that and it and it and then you perform it and you give it to a bunch of people and a bunch of people see it and it's just everyone thinks about it and mourns and and like it's that um it's that wonderful community aspect of art where we all enjoy it and mourn and understand it together well said yeah I agree. Um, I'm really looking forward to this trajectory that um, Disney having cast Halle Berry as Ariel is presenting. I hope that with the success that I 
firmly believe this film will have that Hollywood opens its doors to have more people telling their stories from their point of view, giving that space for indigenous actors and storytellers and black storytellers to kind of tell their story from their perspective and have that door be open to them. Wonderful. Thanks so much. Well, that is our time already. Um, and it's been so lovely thinking about the power, the power of storytelling, the power of art and our individual participation in keeping the arts alive and, uh, you know, keeping community, building community and uplifting community. Mm-hmm. I want to just say thank you to Kat Kohut, to Rowan O'Callaghan, to Nicole Natras for joining me. My name is Sonnet LaBay and uh, thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you.